This episode of Super GG Radio is brought to you by our Patreon. Patrons of the show can get our Dogs of Super GG Radio newsletter, Super GG Radio stickers, a slap on your closest PC or bag, input on what we cover, game nights with the hosts, and even a chance to win a copy of an indie we talked about. Not only that, but 90% of all patron contributions go to the Children's Miracle Network of Hospitals. Visit patreon.com slash superggradio to learn more. What's good, Internet, and welcome to Session 212 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. Well, so, it's summertime, I guess. That means no one's playing video games anymore, but we can still get pumped about them. I'm your chicken-head mask-wearing host, and I'm totally out of control today. Eric Eddie Gettinger, with me as always is the man wearing the horse-head mask, Alex Arona. It's really hard to commit to this bit if I'm the only one who went out and bought the appropriate mask. That Where feels like a that feels like there's a lack of commitment here from the rest of the team. Listen, man, no one asked you to spend two hundred dollars for a ten second bit. All right, it's, I've spent more for less. Gross misuse of company time and resources. Okay, and spent more for less. Gross. We misuse. have resources. Yes, they Ooh. all go to. I don't know. Not us. We call them a slush fund. <laughs> it's slush fund. Alex uses it to purchase slushies from 7-Eleven. <laughs> is, uh, well, no, I was going to ask, can you guys explain to me what a slush fund is? I don't know. I don't know. It sounds called, delicious. They're called Kona Ice now. That, yeah, that's okay. what the kids all get here. Because it sounds refreshing. It sounds oh. refreshing. Also with us is the man in the walrus head mask, Joel DeWitt. That, that seems appropriate. I, I do take the most damage here. I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but the older you get, the more fall damage you take. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh. And for some reason, you tend to fall more for what is no <laughs> particular reason. Joel sent me some messed up TikToks about fall damage. Hey, hey, <laughs> let's keep it clean. We don't need to get banned from Twitch again this week. All right. Getty, aim for the bushes. <laughs> Last but not least is our owl mask wearing hero, Alec Parks. Who? You. No! Who? Ah, I get it. Owl jokes. Boo! That's right. This week we're going to hand in some video game homework. Uh, for those of you that forgot, that's Hotline Miami. But before we do that, we got some early adopters. Uh, we're going to scramble through some news. Hopefully that doesn't take too long. And then prepare ourselves for the non-stop action from Hotline Miami. By shotgunning Sunny D Vodka Seltzer. Hashtag ad. No, it's not an ad. It's not an ad. Yeah, it's not an ad. And I mean, No, it is an ad, but we're not getting paid for this, so maybe don't plug them. I mean, Won't you? We're all, we already got banned once. Why don't you go ahead and plug something that we could potentially get paid for, like Drink Poggers. That's right, folks. Head over to drinkpoggers.com and use Good Game at checkout for 10% off your order. So natural. So fluid. What's Poggers? <laughs> it's, it's really about, fun uh, it's when about you say it right. $25 uh, a bucket. I don't know. Is it a canister? What do yeah. you consider it to be? Can. Yeah. 
Is it a jerry can? Can we use that? What's a What's jerry, a jerry can? can? No, you have to ask that we have to change segments. Early adopters where we play alphas, betas, and games all about the meat. That was you a good guys transition. Ready getting... for iron meat? <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we all get it. You guys meat. like Contra. You guys, I mean, you know, we know yeah, it. Yeah, but this is this is the meatiest version of Contra I've ever seen. I, it's metal, and, and, everything is so fleshy. You're just killing all these meat monsters with metal embedded inside of them. They are some real meaty <laughs> flesh turret guns. Oh yeah. It's and it's real it's, solid. <laughs> it's this was a lot of fun. I guess this has been around for a while too. I went over so to So many eyeballs. I so many eyeballs, but I went back over to their Alpha Beta Gamer page and I was like, "Man, this is this is a lot of fun." And they were like, "Yeah, this has been featured before." And I was like, "Okay, well, I can definitely get behind that. Uh, Alex did a good job of describing it. It is Contra, but you can do single player, you can do multiplayer. Uh, the real takeaway from it is that everything is this terrible, grotesque, like, amalgamation of metal and flesh. And you have to just run around shooting at everything, a couple of different weapons to equip. Uh, but I want to hear what you guys have to th- say about it. I know what I'm going to say about it. I appreciate that there's an easy mode. And I'm, and I'm not sure. I didn't check the other modes. Uh, I, I, what what mode did you play, Jetty? Normal. Start with that. How many Normal. lives did you start with? Sixteen. Okay, yep. I started with thirty. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. What? Uh, so now I'm by the time whether... I got to the first boss, I was at zero lives left. And you okay. played on normal. Yep. Okay. Okay. Okay, because I, I was wondering how much of it was just life difference. Because I saw the thirty talent and I thought that that seems like an awful lot of lives for a game like this. Uh, I still, on average, lost about six to ten lives a level. Oh, that's not that, that bad. You could no, have made it through. On no, I, I probably could if the difficulty scale was actually the same. And I I don't know how they would have changed the actual pace or the health of the enemies in this way but it was pretty approachable like for somebody who actually played some of the contras growing up couldn't dip past the first level this makes you feel like you're playing contra without all that super tough stuff so you, you got the same kind of angular shots you can take running and dunning having to sort of uh crouch down and avoid shots the the bosses themselves were actually pretty good and creative one of the bosses that I went up against was a flesh train. Mm-hmm. So that was, Whoa, that was pretty flesh exciting. Flesh train. Flesh yeah. train was the second level. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We already talked about this. Don't get us banned again. I did you do all three levels, Alex? I did not. I only did the first one and then I was like, <laughs> I get the idea. Well why the H not? I was getting destroyed, man. I I was there the one thing that I it's it's very fun and it, and like it's not a problem. But also at the same time, I gotta say that the enemies just don't stop. Yeah. The on both sides of the screen, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what you're doing. I was I would clear the screen of enemies, move forward a foot and a half, and all of a sudden there'd be six guys on either side of me, and I was like, man, this is just nonstop. And like at a certain point, it did become uh, a uh, what is it? The corpse hopping. Where I was just like, well, you get invincibility frames when you die. I'm True. just going to die and then run forward. <laughs> it, 
It's, it sounds like somebody could have used easy mode. Ooh, yes. snap. Ooh, yes, shots I definitely could have used easy mode because I, well, I, again, I made it to the end. I made it to the end of one of the levels. Of all three levels. Of one of the levels. Of, of all three levels. Of one of the levels. <laughs> Alex, save us. Save us with what? <laughs> Did you can't play? save you. I don't I, have enough lives. No, I couldn't get it running on uh, Linux. Oh. Well, right. so Joel and I are going to have a conversation about <laughs> Iron Meat. <laughs> all right. Uh, hey, this is a good game. This is a very good game. It, it was fun. So first stage... Uh, what was the end boss? It was some tor- some type of like a car, it's a, or maybe it's a like tank a tank kind of thing with yeah. uh, a grinder on the end. Right, grinder on the end. It had two different projectile shots. One was almost like a, a spinning one, and the other one was more of a straightforward thing. So you had to alternate between uh, ducking against one and then jumping against the other while it sort of moved back and forth. So maybe okay. Uh, in that fight, it also had like a. I don't know how else to describe it, but like a rain of scuzz, crud, yes. whatever you yes. want to call it. It would Toxic like you. you could Plus. shoot that and not have to worry about it. I, oh. Yeah, I was very happy when I found that out. Yeah. <laughs> at, at first you see it and it's just like, okay, yeah, this is pure Contra bullshit <laughs> and I'm in trouble. <laughs> but then I incidentally tried and it was a nice surprise. Yeah. Also, you lose all weapons uh, and, and weapon upgrades when you die. So yes, weapon upgrades are like you're you're just rifling through them because you're dying so fast. In in fairness, this game just peppers you with them all over the place. Yeah, you, you did, that, I didn't yes, go through one true. screen where something wasn't falling from the sky constantly. So That's it, nice. it wants you. It wants you to play with those toys because when you're playing a conscious, sometimes I don't know about you. If I did a a special weapon, I tend to want to hoard it and save it for like the really powerful stuff no mm-hmm. need to here they're gonna give you something to play with on every part of the level oh yeah and 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 also you you know you can up like they get upgraded if you get the same one again i had the spread shot but then i got another one of those upgrades and all of a sudden it had the spread shot but also i was exploding shots out of me yeah yep yep that's what you got to do man it's cool. I'll, i it will feel powerful the, the one time it happened out of 16 lives <laughs> I will second how cool the the metal aesthetic is. You know, they they got the heavy metal backdrop. It has a really nice, fast paced thumping uh, tone to it, and it it creates that cool like impactfulness as you're going through the levels and actually shooting things. Everything has sort of a shudder to it, especially when it explodes that uh, projects out to the rest of the screen. The animation and art is great. So it, it has that nice kind of layering that you'd expect back in the old systems, but it's much more detailed. So it, it's just very impressive with that. And uh, lots of just, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, that Super Ghouls and Ghosts level where you're like inside the beast and you're having to like jump around different like pockets inside its stomach. It was that level of kind of grotesque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, but I think Contra Hardcore really got game. real gross. Yeah. Well, it had to, Alex. Mm-hmm. It was hardcore. It was hardcore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want mediocre in there. I'm glad I'm glad that we're all on the same page here. That, uh, yeah. Uh, pretty hardcore. And then uh, the second boss was Meat Train. Meat Train was pretty powerful. Uh, not as... Uh, he had a couple of different moves. The really funny one, not very funny, but funny to experience, was he would puke up corpses on you. 
Yep. <laughs> so he would <laughs> try and ram you and then throw up corpses. Uh, I felt like he was probably the easiest. Um, he was easier than the third one. Third one was the infected house, and you fight a house. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Is, at at is one it, point, it's hell house it redux a, here. Yeah, <laughs> like, is it the, a warehouse? If it bites you, do you turn into a house? I don't know. No, it was not. But I do appreciate the humor there. Uh, I, I was definitely, that's the one I played. I played the, the house. Oh, yeah. That one was tough. Yep. So that's, I, I, could, I mean, again, I only had one life when I fought it, so I didn't really make it through. Oh, no. you can, I don't think you could do it with just one life. He has three no. phases. So the first oh, phase is the eye. And then after you pop the eye, he grows two faces. And they're spinning around and shooting stuff at you the whole time. And then the last phase, uh, it grows like these little pustules. And those spit out little like carrion flies. Uh, yeah. So everything about this game is disgusting and awesome. In the best uh, way. I, th- I think the last thing that we have to mention is that you get points at the end of each stage and you can use those to get unlocks. I don't know what the unlocks really do. I would be really interested to see the final version. Just because uh, I'd want to test myself and see if I could do the harder difficulties. But man, this was all up in my face. Alright, so we got some iron meat on this week, and then we toned it down a lot. How much, you ask? Well, Oh man, this is such an Alex game. Let me introduce you to the fall of Porcupine, where you live the life of uh, our friend of the podcast, Stephen Dvorak. (laughs) (laughs) You are uh, a bird? literally made me think of him. Oh, it did too. It totally made me do that too. You're like a pigeon. Yep. And you are learning to be a doctor in what feels like a town that is slowly dying. And you are say that about the town. You don't think, or you do? I I took it as more of the hospital itself was sort of dilapidated and falling apart. The rest of it just seemed kind of like quiet, small town. But at the same time, it's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff that they're pointing at. You have it being fall. You've got all the characters are animals, so there's that promise of hibernation with the winter coming so there were a couple of things that are coming into play and it felt like a just the way that the overall tone of the story was so far but it's got that it it does have a a heavy air about the nature of everything that's going on i was kind of going off of like the bar um like going to the bar and going to that's yeah that's just small town bar well, I mean, but like the the guy, there was a guy there who was just like, "Yeah, this whole place is going to crap," and this, you know, like really, like kind of like Alex. That's, that's what just old an old man. <laughs> well, no, it's also being. It's it, you know what that is. It's a townie. That's yeah. a townie. You know, like someone that's always... been there since they were growing up, and all of a sudden they never left that town. Is, which I'm not disagreeing. This, we go to DeKalb, is, and is I guarantee how you guys see guy. everything outside of Chicago and the suburbs. No, just, no, just not in the suburbs. But this is like going. This is like going to. My like me like Getty knows my favorite bar in in like the the town where we like went to high school, like I when we lived there like six years ago, I used to go to this bar that was and it was like oh I'm still like kind of close to the where I went to high school and I would run into people and they're like oh yeah I never left, man it's the best town ever I'm like oh no, oh you really didn't do much huh okay, okay <laughs> and then he was like may I introduce you to Fall of Porcupine. <laughs> 
So yeah, it's just it's it feels like kind of a towny situation, and but it's a it's a very it, it definitely this is an Alex game in the the way that's like like get if you like this this is this is where I like Night in the Woods. This is this type of game you. All right, are, well describe describe the game a little bit for us because you said that you're a pigeon or a a bird of sorts. But what what is the uh, whole motif here? The the motif the motif is kind of cartoonish. Uh, animal characters uh, and it, it's more about the fact that like you're, you're doing some basic platforming and some mini game style gameplay but for what you're really there for is like the interactions the conversations the world building and 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 what can only be uh, described as some sort of existential crisis these these games really heavily reflect on like okay what went wrong in my in my life that I got here, or something to to that effect, and that's in this game kind of puts it as this character trying to be uh, a medical student in what feels like this really kind of falling apart hospital, and kind of asking like, did it was it always this bad? Did it change at some point? Just a lot of questions about like what 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 is life here now. And how, and you know, this character kind of being like, well, I guess this is what I'm doing now, and this is just where I'm at, and it's it's really just about the characterization, yeah. falling in love with the world, and that that's where I'm at here is just like, okay, I was it that you do I did some mini games to check on my patients, that uh, you know you have to press a, bu- a lot of buttons, so it's like press the right stick right, the left stick down, right bumper, left trigger, and and then A. And hold that for a second, then do a different set of combinations. And it was very funny because at a certain point, I just had a claw. I had two claws on this Xbox controller, being like, "This is really hard to hit all these buttons." Yeah. Th- was I the only one that experienced the claw? No, no for sure. No. It, it, it almost seemed intentional too. That they, mm-hmm. they want it to become complicated, and you sort of like stretching the limits of how you can interact with the controller or sometimes it would be like outright i'm pretty sure they just want you to let go and then re yeah, <laughs> yeah reorient to yeah yeah but it was kind of a neat way to express that action right because you know none of us are doctors we don't know the complexity of uh, caring for others so uh the way in which they translated that to button inputs seemed very smart to me I wonder if it would have had the same claw setup if you were using keyboard and mouse. Did anybody use keyboard and mouse? No, nope. I did not. Not over here. Yeah, but the, yeah, but every, so the, everybody the, got super that's, excited there. <laughs> those are fun mini games. Those are fun mini games. They don't really it, it like they don't really do much except, except for just kind of move forward the activity of what you're doing with here your character working through as a doctor and. And then kind of exploring the world. And there's always these little interactions. Like at one point, there's like a little interact with a garbage can button. And I click on the garbage can and your character goes, I'm watching you, garbage can. I don't trust you. And I don't know what you're up to, but I'll find out. And then just like walks away. And I'm like, that's pretty fun. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that garbage that's can a- was suspicious. Yeah. So, so stuff like that kind of slowly builds to, a, oh, I really like this character. They're pretty funny, they're quirky, they're interesting. I'm on board, and then it kind of builds to this deeper question about about life. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. There's there's a lot to unpack with the characters too. From 
the way that they explain, you know, the doctor, the head doctor that you're working with is very gruff. There's a, another person that works with you, and she's a little bit shyer, and she gets flustered. Uh, your friend that you hang out with at the bar, who's also, like, the guy that handles the supplies, and he's, he's one of the nurses, right? Yeah, he's yeah. a nurse. Yeah, so there's all of those cool interactions, but I... It was a little slow going for me. I know that that's definitely what the game is, though. It wants you to sit, make it through everything, and take it all in. I just, after playing Iron Meat, I don't know that my mind was in the same place. So, it's it's very good. I will be interested to see when it comes out. Uh, what kind of a price point would you need on Fall of Porcupine? To pick it up day one. I do 15. This is a $20 game. Um, I don't know that for a fact, but I will tell you <laughs> that if this was $30, I'd be like, that's probably fine because I know the, I know myself and I know what kind of games I like. And this is something that it's just like, yeah, the, again, the, I said, this is a very Alex game. This is if, you know, if there was like a question of what is an Alex game, this one where it's like cutesy, fun, non-pressure, and also makes you kind of question your life. Uh, I'm all in. So this game is 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 wishlisted. I then unwishlisted it and then re-wishlisted it. <laughs> I, I actually wish this listed this too as well. Uh, this isn't quite at my wheelhouse and part of my resistance to these are a lot of people want to tell that like coming of age story, becoming an adult kind of story. And the fact that this actually sits in a I'm already an adult, but except you're in this new environment of being a an ER doctor instead. It, it's a nice twist on that kind of style. And, and gave me real Scrubs vibes. So like sure mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't mm. hate jumping into that a little bit. Yeah. I, I definitely I connection. definitely see a lot of the yeah, the coming of age. I'm I'm all just about the writing. If I like these characters, if this character really like like feels like alive to me and then this character did feel alive to me and you you got that stick right hell yeah i mean that was you had to get the stick it was it was the magic item mm-hmm. yeah yeah all right guys i think uh, this week did pretty good let's schedule a checkup and a break I do all my own recordings, and then Alex just samples it. I don't know that I like that. What are you using my voice for? Oh, we got we got AI opportunities, man. We're, we're we actually on. have quite a few. Joel was sending me clips from last week. I we some- again don't like any of that. Why are you recording or <laughs> taking my recordings? Right now, I have like a plan. I'm working on some sound bites for people to use our twitch viewer points to make you say bad stuff but we can't getty we need you to we need some uh, clean line reads for me now first i'm batman do you want me to do it in the batman voice or no just your normal voice how many reads do i need to do uh i got four here ready to go okay
Metal Gear Solid remake will feature original voice cast using original recordings. This is weird. Why is this weird? Because why you're just gonna make the game, like remake the game and then touch it up around the existing voice? <laughs> you have the voice actors come in to like sync up, right? Yeah. You have no idea how many sentences I can make with what you just said. So this is weird. It is weird. It is weird. I don't know why they, like, there's enough stuff in there that I would feel like you could just, you know, re-record most of it or redo it. Right? I imagine I mean, the royalties cost less than paying them to actually do work again. Ooh. I could see that. Are they all still alive? Yes. Yes. That is the one yeah. thing I am, I, I have a lot of people have backtracked into. Like, hey, we should all double check. And then they did double checks and they're like, yeah, everyone's still alive, so. Okay. There's no reason for this. Metal Gear. Yeah, the yeah, there's been the re, there's now a uh, right now we're in the golden age of remakes where a lot of companies are doing the right things, but you have to remember it's it's Konami, and Konami is like right now we're all waiting to see what their track record's gonna be. It's just gonna be a big a big you know thumbs up or a big flop and. Um, you know, Capcom's proven it. EA's proven it. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else. There's been a couple. We're, we're also waiting. They cannot be also with those Silent Hill remake. Silent Hill mm. 2. We're waiting to see what's going to happen with that. There's a lot of questions. And in fact, like these games are the ones that are going to be like, okay, can they do the remake or are they just doing cash grabs? I Metal Gear. <laughs> the, the big thing that's going to hinge on whether or not it works is what is the tone and the animation and the visuals look like in the actual game juxtaposed with the old voice acting. There is such a hokiness to everything that happened in Metal Gear Solid 3 that made that sort of amateurish voice acting back then work. That trailer looked to be taking itself pretty seriously. Deadly serious. <laughs> and so that, that might come off as strange if they try to do that. Ocelot's gonna he's gonna meow really loudly so it's like one of those things that like is the animation gonna flow with his meow (laughs) right now that that rotation he does yeah (laughs) metal gear those are two words this the the more clean reads you're giving us getty so you guys got geared up on that how do you feel about ratchet and clank rift apart coming to pc on july 26th I'm Ratchet and Clank blind. I've never played any of those games. Despite I am me, so sorry. You I'm should fully play a, them. I'm fully aware of the quality. That's that's not a question. The they question so is in good. quality. You have no idea. No, he doesn't. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I I no, I don't. You're right. I'm, but what I'm saying is that. Uh, seeing that something like this coming to PC, this, like the more opportunities to play it only makes me excited to try them are, are you gonna i mean the hope is yes yes you, I, I would like to do it i, I mean I've, as far as character action platformer 3d action pa- platformers right now i should probably play psych psychonauts one and two but you, yes. you should check I'll, your library what check he your said, library, go to the library. <laughs> Oh, for what? Ratchet and Clank. I bet oh, I'm got, sure, but also this means that this is this means they're Steam Deck compatible, sir. 
that 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 should have no bearing on your purchasing. That, I don't know that that's what that means. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Spider Man ran great on Steam Deck. I think that the hope is that it is, but don't you know count your horses before they stampede you? Oh yeah, that's I'm gonna phrase, get stampeded right? all over. All right, Vash. <laughs> <laughs> So, Ratchet and Clank, maybe Alex will check it out someday. I am excited for this opportunity. You know, did you end up getting the Ratchet and Clank that was free on the PlayStation Essentials back in the day? Yes. You should just play that and see how you like it. Isn't it this? It is a good jumping off point. I played it last year. It was a lot of fun. Isn't it this? No. It's a different game. Oh. It was one of the PlayStation 4 ones. Yeah. Yeah. And this one is the PlayStation 5 one? Yes. Yes. Okay. On board again. I'm on board. As far as the series series goes, I've I've always been open-minded and a willingness to learn all that is Ratchet and Clank. It's better than that other weird PlayStation uh, 3D platform, character platformer, uh, Jack and Dexter. Oh, that's... I was going to say Sly Cooper. (laughs) Yeah, Sly Cooper also... I hear good things about. Well, now that we've ostracized ourselves from the community, hey, check out WrestleQuest. It launches August 8th. We played that on this podcast. It yeah, is on did. my wish list. WrestleQuest was sick. How was sick good. was it? It was sick enough to be on my wish list. It was a JRPG uh, trying, uh, trying to be a full wrestler. It was cool. They did copyright infringement on uh, Macho mm-hmm. Man Randy Savage. He seemed okay with it. All things I'm I'm, I'm okay with. So. Dude's dead. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> Is he? Yeah. yeah. I don't know For these a things. While now. Bone saw's gone, dude. Too many Slim Jims. Bone saw? Not bone saw. Oh yeah. You can't do that. You can't. You oh can't do that. no. <laughs> 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 Sam Raimi's bone saw? Sam Raimi's bone saw gone in the ground. Sorry, man. Too, too soon. May he rest in peace. Gone too soon. I, I don't know that it's too soon though. I want to say he's been gone for a bit now. Oh, I'm sure. Uh next up, Midnight Ghost Hunt goes 1.0. This this took a while. No. They've been in early it. access for a long time yeah. and I've kind of mm-hmm. been that was one of the Having, early ones that we tested out. We played it a I've couple been, I times. was trying to do a uh, beta breakdown on this for the longest time, and they were uh, very, uh, very busy in, 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 in the fact that we uh, lost communication. But, you know, congrats to them. I'm glad that they, they're getting it uh, off the ground, and we will talk about more news about it later. Oh, yeah? Ah, okay. I can read sometimes. Last of Us factions delayed due to Bungie. Bungie was all like, "Hey, is there really a lot of replayability? Replayability? Can you get people interested in this? Is this fun?" Is the word. And and people were like, "Man, I don't know. I just want to shoot stuff." Uh, the word was, "Eh, it's kind of fun." And they go, "Is kind of fun good enough?" And Sony said, eh, probably not. You don't play The Last of Us to have fun. You play The Last of Us to suffer. Well, did you ever play the multiplayer? Do I need to? 
It was good. It was good. This is, I mean, I, it's not around it. I played uh, Naughty Dog did Uncharted, right? It he means yes. the Uncharted. Yes. Yeah. No. Okay. I, yeah, I've done Uncharted multiplayer. That was good enough. Well, imagine that, but but with the the Last of Us crafting system, where you would find items and you would make bombs and you would like like it was actually kind of cool because the you know the your hearing vision worked with humans, and then so you would have to be quiet and stealthy, and then you'd be fine like reach into drawers and pull out a handful of, of bolts and then you would put that with a can and now all of a sudden you have a bomb now you know like it was it, it was kind of cool in that way and like bullets were still pretty finite you know do you think it's possible that metal gear solid 3 will come with an online multiplayer version no no damn but that, was, that was stuff that i always missed out on that i was curious to try especially when they did it for metal gear solid 4 it seemed like such oh. a weird experience i'm telling you that last of us one was very good and and uh, now they're five? trying to re. Joel, no, four had a, a online multiplayer. It sure did. Okay. I was unaware of this. No, I I remember five did. Yes, and that was a thing five. That, that Alex, I'm pretty sure, tried to get me to play, and I was like, please stop. I also, you know, I played a little bit of that. Uh, speaking of weird multiplayer, <laughs> that um, <laughs> Bioshock Two. Yeah, that also had multiplayer. That was pretty good. That was it was pretty good. Really? Yeah, it was just but it was just Metal Gear Online. That's all it was called. PlayStation Three. Hmm. Weird. Huh. That doesn't sound like fun at all. Bioshock Two was pretty good though. All right. I'll, that. I'll have to take your word for it. I'm sure that those servers don't exist anymore. No, but I'm sure there are communities that have. I'm pro- sure there's servers. somebody that's. <laughs> yeah, that's assembling thing, something with glue and you think that somebody's using emulators do you think somebody somebody's using the dolphin emulator which was denied on steam hold on nintendo hold on before (laughs) we get to that one i do also just want to say that bungie has become the like they they have been hired by sony to because sony's new thing is the these uh live service games they said that they have six live service games in development and because of that they have hired bungie to essentially be the the guards of it and make sure that all of these at least remain semi-successful considering that Bungie has done such a great job with Destiny 2. So because of that, that's why there is a, that joke that it's kind of te- technically Destiny's fault, Bungie's fault, that The Last of Us uh, multiplayer is not coming out. But at the same time, that's probably the right move. I mean, how many games have we seen... Uh, we were talking about it last week too, weren't we? How the life cycle starts on like, oh, check out this game that we have, and then people start making it, and then <laughs> a couple of years later, they're like, oh shoot, we're gonna have to yeah. release this, aren't we? <laughs> oh, Avengers. Well. I mean, oh. I, if you want, I can jump down to Redfall, but I think we'll wait <laughs> for a minute here. All, All right, right. I I said. Dolphin emulator denied on Steam by Nintendo. What's what's Nintendo's deal here? Apparently, emulators stifle innovation or something. Well, well. From, my under, from my understanding, the tricky part is that um, the the word that they use is very specific in that illegal emulators. Now, a lot of people will say emulators aren't illegal. Well, I mean, yes, except for that some of these emulators use code taken directly from Nintendo. 
that is in and of itself illegal. And from my understanding, Dolphin, when doing the Wii U and the Wii emulation, ha- uses uh, Nintendo code. That I think is the I think that's where this comes from, is the fact that they're saying, "Hey, this uses some of our code." Therefore, it is an illegal emulator. When people end up making emulators that are quote-unquote legal, they're building the code from the ground up. Fair. Joel, does that sound correct? (laughs) It sounds like something you could say that people would say is plausible. And is that the case here? (laughs) No, there is truth that, like... You know, code is probably part of their intellectual property, and if there's proof of blatant pulling from Nintendo code, that it probably gives them the leeway to say, look, you're using our property to, you know, either make a sale or to use it in an improper way. You know, that there's probably legitimacy to that. I forget that was this when it was listed on Steam, was there a suggested price that they were going to charge for it? I think it was going to be free. Okay, because that was the only other thing I could have thought, is if Dolphin was going to try to make a sale by releasing the Dolphin emulator. I know there's been times before where some of those got shut down by cease and desist from Nintendo because they'd be making emulators, but then also like getting Patreon dollars or offering it at a sale price. The only time I've seen something like that work is... As I've investigated, investigated Amiga, <laughs> like like <laughs> there there is no legitimate way to run the damn thing unless you have the actual like boot disks to up up the uh, OS software and the people behind Amiga authorize sale of that through a, a third party <laughs> to do that. But like that that's a very specific like we're allowing you to do this we're fine with it thing i mean that's technically the case with the playstation one emulators as well you need to have a PlayStation a copy of the playstation one bios mm. but retroarch has a plugin for the playstation one on steam that they're releasing for free and speaking of retroarch is on steam and is free yeah and sony just doesn't protect that kind of stuff like nintendo does i mean part of it is that the early days of 3d are kind of ugly by comparison in the way that uh, 2d stuff has aged and sony has outright said like we don't care that much about our legacy stuff why would you play gran turismo 1 when you can play the latest gran turismo stuff like that uh, so it is a lot of that just being very guarded about your IP and, and making sure you protect it. I mean, there was there was a quote from Iwata, who was one of the last CEOs, said something effective when they were talking about prices of uh, games going down due to phones. Like They were very resistant to that because they didn't want to devalue their software. And it's also why they claimed they wanted to sell super mario brothers at six or seven bucks a pop on their virtual console instead mm-hmm. of a streaming service but yeah uh, it's also why they're, they're a lot of their games don't go on sale like steep discounts and stuff yeah yeah and they can get away with it because that's just the position they're in they they did the hearts and minds of a certain generation and then it just sticks <laughs> yeah looking at you joel you're the sole reason why i can trade in a copy of pokemon and get an obscene amount of money look i i was a sega kid and then I was left homeless. So I didn't have much else to go to. 
So, are you saying that Sega made you homeless? I'm gonna say that Joel's the reason the Dreamcast failed. You know, Joel, Sega still creates games. And did you know, Joel, that the Dreamcast was a fantastic system? I I do. They're just slot machines, man. They still put out slot machines. So if you really... (laughs) Did you have your VMU, Joel? That That was the sad thing, is I was not in a position to get... A dream test at the time but it was one of those weird things you don't have you have sort of like core memories <laughs> yeah and one of them for me is always like when you show up to the game store or someplace and you see the hot new console plugged into the the gaming area on the shelves and then they have a tv up there for you to test out the games like uh oh yeah the big one for me was uh legend of zelda ocarina of time when that first came out was a big wow moment mm-hmm. uh the Dreamcast at a Sears of all places had one of those set up with Sonic Adventure. And I was like, okay, yeah, that this is next level stuff, right? Uh, Man, my my VMU had all the chows in there, and I would raise them and play with them outside of uh, Sonic Adventure. <laughs> and that was also I thought just, they were chaos. I called them chows. Well, they're part of chaos. Yes. So I figured they were. Chaos. He said Chungus earlier, okay? It was a chow garden. <laughs> Just let Alex have My way's words. cuter. <laughs> yeah. You're stifling his creativity. That's, that I'll stop. True. I'm sorry. No, it's all right. <laughs> I know that you're right. It's just you yeah. can't win that fight. You're absolutely correct. You're but absolutely correct. You know what you can right. win? Me moving on to the next headline <laughs> because we got to make it through this eventually. Uh, One day. There's a Madden movie... A Madden NFL movie in development with yes, Will Ferrell as what's his what's his first name, Alex? John Madden. Oh, no, sorry, don't tell Madden. Me. sorry. <laughs> I want to say uh, like <laughs> my Madden. my gut reaction was Steve. <laughs> <laughs> See, that would have made a, a what does Steve Madden title. do? Steve Madden is a fashion clothing line. Great. There All go. right. Fair enough. All right, but uh, yep, Will Ferrell as. John Madden and David O. Russell directing. So, what is David O. Russell known for? Someone else Google. But I'm Alex on Steve Madden, women's shoes. <laughs> American Hustle. So he's oh, he does American Hustle stuff. is good. So, so it should be a serious movie. See, when, when I think of Will Ferrell, I think of he did an impersonation of an old Cubs announcer or something, didn't he? Yep. Harry oh, Carey. yeah, he was Harry yeah. Carey. Yeah, that, that's all I think about when I envision him in a sports uh, role. So, Sports I, ball? Yeah, I know he can do serious roles, so it's not a question of that. But it'll, Yeah, it'll, haven't you seen his his movie about uh, Eurovision? Oh, that serious too. as the Dickens. Everything must go. It was a real good movie, though. Eurovision rules. Yeah, did you watch the newest Eurovision? You catch any I knew of the... I, I saw the winner. If you have the free time, mm-hmm. I believe it's Finland. Check out their performance. Okay. Pulling it up as e- we speak. Everybody. Alex is going to love this. All right, while he's doing that, let me run through the rest of the news. It was the video game stuff, right? What? There was one that the one of the one of the contestants was fighting somebody and they had a a, a life bar. No, Alex, it's called Cha Cha Cha. Yes, I'm on that one. Yeah, that's the one that you want to watch. 
Okay, right. but that's not the he's, video game one. I'll he's going to watch that. All right, yeah. Meta Quest 3 coming this fall for only $500. I really want to swear about this. And it's got 128 gigabytes. They provide almost no detail about what this is going to be beyond, I guess, better screen, supposed haptic feedback in their controller. Do you yeah. need anything else? I, I don't need that. <laughs> you don't need the haptics, and also it's got it's got like a lot more cameras on the out face so that it can do uh, it can do better rendering of the the environment around you. Um, there's a lot of like there's a lot of stuff like more clarity because if uh, in certain spots if you're like like here if you're, you're here's the whole vision of the of the, the the VR like this little sliver in between right directly in front of your eyes is like the most clear and all the rest of it gets a little blurry, so. It's kind of one of those things that, like, this really does, like, there's supposedly, it's supposed to be, you know, much more... It's going to make a difference, huh? Yeah, man, I'm real bummed. I've had mine less than six months. Well, you could always give that one to Robin and you could get yourself a new one. You can't do that. <laughs> that that damages their necks. Their, their necks are too fragile that they cannot... Sell it to Joel. Who's they? That doesn't sound right. How do you get stronger if you don't exercise in your neck? Yeah. I found the Eurovision video game one where the guy's in a boss battle and there's a life bar. Let me, are you at least getting her to warm up her thumb muscles so that she is much stronger than you at video gaming? I mean, she jammed me in the eye the other day. That was pretty good. Uh, If kids are, (laughs) kids are always out there to overcome their parents, so... Makes sense I mean, that's me. like, that's the expectation, right? You raise your kids so that one day they will murder you. Yeah. It's Highlander rules. Mm-hmm. There can be you only You kill one. me so you will become me. Yep. There's some then really funny s- lines from that movie that I want to say, but also know that I shouldn't. All right. You will suffer <clears throat> like I have. All right, what's next? Uh, <laughs> Redfall's development was so troubled that devs hoped that Microsoft would cancel it when they were acquired. Oh, there was some question about Redfall and the the was it ready? The re- <laughs> no, not even that. Out? More the fact of that was Redfall their decision. There was a conversation that they someone had said, "Okay, you need to make a live service game," and they didn't necessarily want to do that, but they kind of did it. And then all of a sudden, it just kind of became like a thing that they didn't even they weren't happy with, and just were kind of doing it just to do it. Yeah, there was some reporting by Bloomberg that said that. In the process of working on Redfall, they lost some 70% of the people that worked on Prey. Ooh. And then they couldn't get enough people to fill that spot because anybody that wanted to work for them wanted to do a single-player game because that's mm-hmm. what they've been known for. Uh, yep. So, like, <laughs> it's a sad one-two punch of them releasing out this terrible game coupled with them being completely gutted and probably not even recognizable to what they were before. It's really too bad. And again, the question is, did they want to make Redfall, or was this like a decision from above? Like, hey, we need an ongoing source of income, considering that um, Deathloop did not hit. I don't know what you're talking about. All of the acquisitions and exclusives from Microsoft are bangers here. Starfield? Yep. Fables? Fables? Halo Infinite? coming out. Halo, that's a game. We played (laughs) that, Nothing wrong with Halo. Halo's fine. (laughs) Really? I mean, you look at those numbers, man. They they ain't doing great. 
is there still it a is big an... online community for the multiplayer? Like, That's what I'm saying. It ain't now? great. I'm not concerned then... about the persistent online community. I'm just saying it really? is Really? Are you game. sure? Because I think that they are. I said, I, said I don't care. At. I don't work for Microsoft. <laughs> well, that's that's I the might. problem. I'm saying is that they want a persistent online community, and that's what they wanted from Redfall, I, and it see, did not happen. That's the kind of thing that's going to it's gonna hurt in the long run because they're going to be like, oh, make another Halo game or drop some money into this, and I don't know what this is at this point. I'm hoping that some of these games that we've been talking about for the last... When did the Xbox 3... 160 degree I don't I what is Xbox One X is that it what, what no we're in the series we're in the series right X alright sorry series X when that came out we were talking about these games because they were sizzle trailers they were like yeah this is what we're gonna get I want fables <laughs> I want well it. The, <laughs> to, on, I want uh, it Alex in defense of that I'm a punch there is current there is current rumors and conversations the fact that uh, Fable is currently playable, and that Ooh. Microsoft does not want them showing that off before it's fully ready. There's also apparently a lot of teasing online with some of the preview stuff coming for Xbox has a presentation coming up in the next week or so, right? Starfield, yeah. yeah. But the, but the devs behind Fable are actually very positive and excited about it. So right now. Uh, Fable is one of the ones that is shockingly looking okay. Like there was a lot, there was a lot of like, hey, is this just like you know a smoke show that's going to disappear? Is this vaporware? And all of a sudden, people are like, look, it's not. Look, it's not. It's not. And and Microsoft is like, shut up, we're not ready. <laughs> so, well, let me ask you, is this going to be Fable One good or Fable Three? No, I don't know, Fable man. Three bad. It is the least popular of the three. Yes, it is. The other they question is that like a lot of one. people are even talking about the fact that like would Microsoft even make another Halo because of how how rough the last one was. I know it's not going to happen, but I think their biggest problem is that they're so focused on the multiplayer and and persistent battle oh, pass ev- stuff. Oh, everybody know. is though. That's like the that, thing, right? But that, that's, that's the, like that's that's, that's the Sony problem. too. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean but, like Halo that's like all, against. So- Sony has six games that are like all full live service. That's why Bungie's Battle on there. The pass. But but you I mean, looked at the legislative yeah, Halo. Halo. It's always been known for multiplayer, <laughs> but it's always also had a single player persistent story that fans loved about it. I mean, I don't even have that big Especially of a when you can play series, online with but your then friends. you see something like Reach that has a really great story arc and you know meaningful experiences happening in it. It's like well, now we got over Halo. You know, it's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, like, Can what I'm saying also pass? is that, like, these games also sometimes still hit. I mean, people are excited for Diablo 4, and that comes complete with a a purchasable battle pass. All right, guys. I appreciate the the whole banter. I think we're doing really good, and nobody's uh, sworn at anybody else. Yeah. However... I don't think that you guys are as hyped as I am for Power Wash Simulator VR. No, I take oh. that back. Alex is you definitely are, hyped You are not that it. hyped, Getty. You <laughs> are not keep hyped. trying to make me VR. <laughs> yeah, dude, come VR with me. <laughs> you make it sound so weird, too. It can't just be... No like, one will VR with me! The only one I got to VR with me was my mom. And she had a good time. She really liked what she played. And I'm glad for that. Well, 
Then sell her your quest two oh, and pick up a quest three. Yep. Yeah. You have your it. upgrade path. There you go. Yeah. Or offer up. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's that's really the move is to like start selling it and offer up for like two hundred bucks and then I can have then I'm already like halfway to this new one. There you go. Just, but people really like yeah I want to show people VR and like nobody wants to come over and look at VR. Like mm-hmm. I have like I've again the only person that's worn the headset is me and my mother. It's it's a whole experience. It is. It's awesome. I, okay. To, to be honest, it can be very much a communal thing. My biggest problem with the VR at first was just the idea that it'd just be used stuck in this area. But you connect the the quest to stream to your TV while they're playing, and you have like people in a room watching. It, it can be a lot of fun. Oh, but yeah. it's It just you know they're small experience stuff. It's nothing like hugely immersive. Yeah. And that would be fine. I think that'd be fine if I just watched Alex play Resident Evil 4 for like an hour while I'm splashing <laughs> him with water and throwing stuff at him as he's attacked. But <laughs> that sounds hilarious. Let's let's be realistic. But but also let's just talk about the fact that I what what we really want Getty right now is Power Wash Simulator in VR while you dr- put water in your mouth and then spit it at me. <laughs> I was just going <laughs> to What I was going to bring kind the of hose. weird <laughs> no, but you have to mist it. You have to mist we, it. You can't like just out. like shoot a, like a spray at me. You got to mist the water out so of your mouth. During our our Twitch ban here, the time of COVID, people. And during our Twitch ban here, Alex and I did play some Power Wash Simulator, and we found out that if you fire your Power Wash, uh, like your Power Washer, at the other person, their v- controller vibrates. So I was using, I was using my mouse and keyboard, and my my control Getty's making my controller vibrate off my desk. Yeah, <laughs> but man, let me tell you that Midgar DLC, that Final Fantasy legit. VII DLC, is really well done. It's so legit. Like Heidegger, too legit, and and Rude are texting you on the side. Yeah. So pretty good, guys. Power Wash Simulator. It's good. It's, it's good. All I'm right, like, last last good. real piece of news. What? How long are we into this? Oh, man, we already broke an hour. That's not good. Let's go. I mean, it's not an hour of content, but... We took a long break. Let's go. <laughs> we took <laughs> we took a long argument about battle passes. All right, everybody. Hold on. The game is called Everybody 1-2-Switch? Yep. Okay, yep. so Everybody 1-2-Switch just got stealth announced on the USE shop. $30 out on June 30th. Ooh, 30 for 30. Guy with a horse head mask on the cover. Yep. It's on brand. What is, is this just another game that utilizes It's a collection of many the, games. Like yeah. the first the first one was just mostly about trying to show the different features and functions of the Joy-Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, through different mini games, they had like uh, Melting a Cow, they had a game where you I like where it's um, you have a treasure chest and it's wrapped in chains and you have to move the Joy-Con to unravel. Yeah, there's also, I think, a dice game of some type that you would actually have to feel the vibrations in the right way to tell what you're holding, stuff like that. So that was that was 60 which was a bad yeah. price for it. 30 is better. I think the whole conversation when it originally came out is that you were like, this isn't worth $60. <laughs> But there also wasn't much besides <laughs> Zelda to play. Yeah. So. 
Okay. I don't know. My kids have gotten $60 worth of entertainment out of 1-2-Switch. I don't think it's a bad experience, but you have to have people that want to play it with you. And Yeah. Uh, my kids were just a tad too young when that came out for them to really hook onto it. The weird part is that, like, it's... It's a little strange, what, six years? How long has the Switch been out? Six is close enough. Something like that. Yeah, we're six years into the Switch life cycle, and now we're like, by the way, here's a game to show off all of the features. It's like, well, I feel like we've all known the features for a long time. You know what I mean? Here's a sequel to it. Yeah. Here's and I'm not the, saying there's anything wrong. I love party games. You know, Here's me, all the I'm things a, you could have done the last six years, but instead... You ported shitty old PlayStation 3 games. Whoa. Yeah. You can't Joel, see that's that. Twice Four tonight. Tour, you can't one and two. That. Hey, Alex, I'm going to throw one more piece of news in here before we move over to freebies. Uh-huh. Killer Frequency 1.0 today. Ooh. Killer Frequency. That is first person horror survival game. Uh, set in 1987, where you are a late-night talk show host, radio host, uh, and there are calls coming in, and there is a killer somewhere around. Alex played and this one. And purchased. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, yeah. And the other That's part is that, like, bucks. also there's, like, a yeah. little bit of, like, a, hey, we knew about this game real early on, and uh weird that like oh yeah now kotaku's doing a story on it crazy i don't know what's going yeah on. positive so reviews weird. so far everybody's uh except for like one one person everybody likes it except for one guy go figure all right now we're doing freebies hold on i'm buying killer frequency freebies <laughs> do it did you buy it no i it actually can't search for it i'll have to find it later what it all was right. in my like top 10 on the bottom of the screen I'm going to try to... Freebies! 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 Let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, do, you, do, that. you do that. You do that. I got All right, it. Freebies. Freebies, freebies, freebies. freebies. Hey, guys. Freebies here. Midnight Ghost Hunt over on the Epic Game Store. This is exciting that the Midnight Ghost Hunt going 1.0 comes with uh, a freebie on the Epic Game Store. It was always an Epic Game Store uh, game. Now it is here for free get it while you can getting it right now next up tell me why over on steam is this the whole thing from my understanding it is we originally there was give they were giving away the first episode mm-hmm. now it I, is the full shebang yeah, i double checked it's the full series what? full shebang are they gonna tell you why oh tell me why ain't nothing but uh no stop Next up, Legendary Hoplite, Ajax's Trial. Wait, hold on. Hold on. Trial. Tell me why is a lot like the Life is Strange episodic. Oh, he's he's going to tell you Third what person. <laughs> I just want to get back to that. Just real quick. All right, and next one, Getty? Uh, Legendary Hoplite, Ajax's Trial. Uh, it is, uh, this is uh, a game that combines tower defense and action RP genres. Uh, you are uh, you are facing Ajax, and in this game, you'll need to build fortifications, upgrade your army, and create your own unique strategy to fight off hordes of monsters across seven levels. You are shooting and doing abilities while also building a tower defense. I like me some tower defense. This is the prologue to the full game, but the prologue is seven levels, 
and free. Bam. Uh, TGV Voyages Train Simulator. I don't remember what G is. T- Tango, I'm just saying with the Tango, Tango Gamma Victory? Vector. Ve- is it, I thought it was Victor. Victory. All right, Voyages Train Simulator. <laughs> the high-speed railways of France, dominated by the iconic TGV uh, duplex. It's actually a specific type of train. Uh, are brought to life in breathtaking new... I'm not going to pronounce this, but somewhere in Marseille, uh, it's a you're you're driving this fancy TGV train looks like a bullet train uh, throughout France. You are in the cockpit. You are making choices. You are going on different paths of the real life railway, and you are manning the controls. Get in there. Get real. <laughs> get French. Get in there. <laughs> get French. Oh, there we go. Omelette du fromage. I, Alec went to school for French. Deeply offended yeah. by all of this. <laughs> Are you French? No, I work. You're with just a, offended on international, of people. A very international. You represent the people. French people here. Yes. Okay. I do, do you now. Work with the Germans. <laughs> Quick before right. the Germans get here. So anyway, uh, what do we got next, Doctor? Kabushi's Labyrinthine Laboratory. This is a puzzle game that has been described as a combination between Pac-Man and chess. Guide the adventure adventurous Ayla as she attempts to rescue her dog, Falafel, from the confines of a mysterious towering laboratory deep within a solitary forest. Dr. Kabushi's Labyrinthine Laboratory. Uh, puzzle and strategy elements with an engaging storyline. Uh, you are going through these levels, uh, which look like to be a top-down maze of cartoonish mayhem, trying to get through a little Bomberman-esque, but solving puzzles and getting through uh, the labyrinth of laboratories. That, that That's fine. All right, last one. That's on itch.io, by the way. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> That's my bad. Four Before Midnight on Itch.io. Four Before Midnight is a point-and-click adventure. It's the night of the Royal Ball, a night of excitement, festivities, and romance, as well as gruesome death for everyone in the castle, unless the irresponsible fairy godparents Ivy Ivy can change their fates. She is trying to stop a murder at a ball. Four Before Midnight. Point-and-click adventures. We did it. We did it. Sorry, news. I can't hear you through the internal screaming. That's all I can hear right now after how how rough that segment went. I'm so sorry, guys. (laughs) Let's take a break.
We're back, and this week we don't have the backlog, but we do have video game homework. And now, it's time. A couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, Alex brought to us Hotline Miami. And now, he's going to subject all of us to it at least two more times during the podcast. Alright, Alex, this is for you. Yeah, Hotline Miami is something near and dear to my heart. I definitely try to beat this every every year or two. It's like it's a fun, breezy play of roughly like four or five hours. It's fast-paced. Even in the hardest of hardest, you know that when you actually complete it, it it'll be like, oh, I did it in like 30 seconds, and I don't know why I was struggling so hard. But it's just like, or, or something very stupid. You know, like, I'll finish it and I'll be like, I've done this before. This is not hard. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, that was, I guess I, I guess I did it. You know, it's like really, like, really, it just kind of flows really fast into a, you never get stuck too long and never gets, you never get too frustrated. And just the aesthetic, the color, the lighting, the music, it's just all in all a really good package. And in and in a lot of cases for me, it's it's got a lot of, like, weird self-deprecation vibes to it and you know and also based off a movie that i really enjoy drive it take a lot of a lot of inspiration from there a lot of characterization but took it to like another whole other level and in that i definitely wanted to bring something that it's like a favorite of mine uh thinking about you know what what would be some if, if there was like oh what are your top you know 20 games of the you know, that you've ever played and like hotline miami is probably top probably top 15 i would say outside of like the obvious ones of like you know chrono trigger and stuff like that so hotline miami originally came out in 2012 and at that time devolver relatively yep. unknown right it is one of the ones that has shot it into uh, into infamy, it really put uh, Devolver on the map. And on top of that, that character, which you don't get a real name, is he's characterized as Jacket. Uh, he has also been shot into the stratosphere as far as like indie games are concerned. He is in uh, his characterization is in a lot of other games, including now uh, what is it called? Um, what was it? Uh, the 2D platformer that just got uh, Castlevania DLC, Dead Cells. Dead Cells. Uh. Yeah, Dead Cells has Jacket in it. Uh, and a lot of other characters, though. A lot of uh, other games have Jacket in it. So it's, it's kind of a cool throw into this this classic indie game. Uh, it doesn't go as far back as, say, like Binding of Isaac, but it is up there as like, oh, this is what indie games can do. Now, I, I do want to ask, what was like what was everyone's experience playing it? I know that uh, Alec has been kind of vocal about some of the parts that were, that were kind of sticking for him. Alec, what did you think of your time with Hotline Miami? Oh, it was fun overall. Like, I mostly did my vocalness to have an outlet to get me to this point i was really surprised by how i mean this isn't like a graphically intensive game or anything like that it's overhead and it's low poly i was really surprised that it got the adrenaline pumping even though the stakes were low and everything you knew you were gonna die and it was just it got you in there yeah, and then also just with the with the idea of being low poly, the fact that it was able to convey a whole lot of detail without even like with with such little with such little art. Yes, 
that's where I kind of thought was cool. I was like, oh yeah, you could really kind of tell what they're do- what's going on here. There's a lot more. If you look, re- if you really stare at that art, you're like, oh, there is actually like a lot of stuff going on. You see things like lamps and rugs and different designs and stuff like that. Uh, Joel, what did you think of your time with Hotline Miami? So that, cards on the table. I did play this game before video game homework. Uh, the first time I actually played it was on the Vita. I believe yeah. that Hotline Miami was <laughs> one of the PlayStation Plus games offered a lifetime ago here. And it can't be overstated how important the soundtrack is to this game. It, like the the whole aesthetic, the whole vibe that they're going for. Uh, the, the look is definitely part of it. That sort of top-down, very uh, powerful, but kind of grungy and brutal uh, sensibility, but it being backtracked by that really persistent uh, synth synth wave music. Is that the yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, it, it really it, it gives that almost like weird pseudo eighty ish kind of sensibility. You even see it in like the the completed level sequences in between finishing the level and then going to some of the like the shops and stuff that they do story and they show you like driving by the scenery and the backdrop moving with the sort of neonish colors uh so the that environment is really a big part of what works for this game and then the combat itself is such a tight experience so you're going through these individual buildings sometimes it'll be like a house party or you know the nightclub nightclub or uh there's a police shootout at one point but it it is it is such a constrained area but there's also an open-endedness to it in how you can approach it like there's clearly a certain path that they are kind of leading you towards in terms of room to room what what's going to be the path of least resistance but you don't have to go that way for the most part like there could be a door to the left and a door to the right and one might have three dudes with guns the other one might have a, a dude with a, a knife and a dog and you could go either way depending on how you want to go and then just the controls it's so simple you know run you aim and shoot with the right stick and then you have that lock on that you can yep. cycle through when I first played this game on the Vita, I did not ever use that lock on. <laughs> and so it was a much different experience then. Uh, but but this time around, you get really good at being, having snappy choices. And then you can sort of use that kind of peering out farther in advance too to just get a survey of the area around you. It All that coupled with the kind of weapons you have a choice with between the knife like bats i think there's a samurai sword somewhere there uh yep. shotguns mini guns handguns uh i, I forget there's cans yeah i it just it's the absurdity with how many options and tools they give you to dispose of and then you got the masks and, and the masks are a big part of what modifies your different runs so i'm not sure what your guys's favorite was but mine was definitely the one punch kill <laughs> uh i loved lethal doors i was that lethal was doors too. yeah yeah i was i because i was a person that was like just sm- like waiting the right time and just smashing open doors like all the time so it was for me that's where it was at it was like okay kill this guy okay now wait for the next guy to control around and then kill this guy again with you know kill the second guy with the door 
and the doors would like flop they would like flip open and close open and close so there'd be a lot of times where i'd just go in just to close the door again i'd walk in the room close the door and then just wait again and, and this is one of those games too where like many games getting frustrated is just gonna screw you over right <laughs> then you make bad choices because right. there has been a, there have been times where i was like this sucks and i would just start running into rooms and just keep getting murdered over and over again yep. at one point it was just like <laughs> you know you're just getting killed over and over again i'm like i'm frustrated right and, and that sort of snappy you know respawn and go again it almost kind of teases you into doing it sometimes because you get into that like i'm gonna make a quick run mindset and you just get in the mode of going, okay, I died in a dojin, die dojin. It sort of conflicts with what you should be doing, which is kind of plotting out your your strategy a bit. And then the 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 the, the thing is, you can you can knock out characters like if you don't have the mask, you can just it knocks them unconscious, and then you murder them while they're on the ground. And you could also just throw your weapons, like oh, I have a gun, I'm gonna whip it at somebody, it knocks them on the ground, then I can murder them. I was definitely a throw a throw my gun rather than shoot somebody kind of guy. There was a lot, you know, to to all of these different, you know, variabilities and options. And also throw in the fact that a lot of this is procedurally generated. Character like enemy weapons aren't always the same right. per yeah. run right. and weapons you find in the level aren't always the same per run. There was a a couple of times where I would start a level and it would be immediately enemies, and the thing they would give me would be like a bat. And I'm like, you can't give me a gun right now. Like a gun would be no. beautiful. And I took me four tries of restarts before they did it. One of the later levels just at the this. end, they have uh, like a big van or truck rolling through the building, and it took me like a good oh, ten man. times because I kept on getting the bat or a can as a spawn yeah. item down there. And you have you need the guns because there are dudes that just need to be mowed down by several shots before they go down the enforcers yeah, yeah. painful stuff. and getting what did you what was your what, how was your time with the hotline miami you know it was a lot of fun uh didn't really have a mask that i was leaning towards one of the things that helped me make it through a, a lot of the stages was the dog just because the dogs mm. are a lot quicker a lot more vicious to one you can't misstep, them. and yeah and they'll get you so uh, that that would usually be my go-to if I had to pick one. Most of the time, it would just give me a new one, and I would try that. Uh, and then towards the end, uh, I think it's the unicorn who has the silent shots, and I would just pick up a gun yeah. and, and take care of business that way. So for Alex to just say murder, 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 that's <laughs> that's all you're doing is you're going through from stage to stage and you're murdering people. A lot of the things that I enjoyed about it is that it's very bite-sized. So while you have almost 20 levels that you need to make it through. Each one of them is not super long. You can usually knock it out once you figure out the pattern pretty quickly. And, you know, there is a little element of luck to it, but once you really find your groove, you can make it through without any issues. So much so that after I finished my initial run, I started to go back and find all of the secrets that were hidden in the stages tried to find the masks so I could unlock those. And of course, you can unlock more weapons as you progress further and further. Uh, even at a certain point, you'll run into the end of the game and you may not have unlocked all the weapons. So you can always go back and try a couple more levels to crank up your score to get those unlocks. It's a, a lot of fun. Um, very violent. 
I mean, it, it just is violent. So if you're squeamish or you don't like the idea of just going in and uh, manhandling people, eviscerating them, smashing their skulls in, like, this is very violent. And it's crazy how they could get that, like, you're you're playing it and you're like, oh, this is cool. This looks like a, you know, like an Atari game a little bit. It's a really just like your character is like three pixels but then all of a sudden they somehow get the detail of like oh you crushing his skull and you're like yep. oh yeah how can this type this game just make me really uncomfortable yep i yep. just smashed that guy's skull <laughs> against the ground oh i got a baseball bat oh look i have a and your character hand drill and he doesn't do it once he just like repeatedly smashes his head or like oh the hand drill yeah the hand drill gets mm-hmm. real detailed mm-hmm. that's what and i, I think needed no i didn't i didn't need it to be that graphic <laughs> but i think that's like the, that is actually one of the things that the developers had kind of put into play here is that this is a conversation with the player to a certain degree about like what are you comfortable doing in a game and like like the like one of the the with the the main th- the main crux of the story with hotline miami is that your character's kind of a sleeper agent yeah Alex, i'm gonna cut you off for a second uh-huh I don't know if it's a conversation. You're not really given a choice. You're told what to do. <laughs> well, yes, but <laughs> like, but that, but the point is, games is that, that like, are you comfortable with doing this? No, try a different approach. This is you're gonna kill people right now. I, I think That's the binary what you is. Do. I think the binary you is play? are you gonna kill people in this game or turn it off? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's the that's that's the conversation. No. And they're and the the, the conversation they had is hey, look at this guy's face. It's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the de- no, the developers have said they're like, yeah, we kind of we want people to feel really bad with this choice. Like we're making like, and in fact, they be, like this game was such an indie hit that they were super confused. They're like, do people not know the point of this game? We were actively trying to say, hey, you're all bad people. Like we're trying to like say to you, like this character is a kind of a sleeper agent where he doesn't have a choice. But what about you? Did you need more of a reason not to go to Florida? Have you played Hotline Miami? <laughs> yeah, they, they, they were thinking of saying, like, this character doesn't have a choice. What about you, though? Yeah. You, the player, have have a choice, and you are doing this. So, it's And that's what's, like, kind of cool about it as well, is just that they are... The game does... Like, your character does kind of have these, like, del, like these uh, hallucin- hallucinations. With where the masks. These, like, with these three people in masks, and they keep kind of asking you, like, do you like hurting people? And do you like being violent? And and like, are you a bad person? And there's a lot of conversations about it, but your character really never, never has a response. And I think that the point no. the point is is that they're you're they're not talking to the character. See, I always the way I kind of pictured it was those flat those hallucinations were more of flashbacks that all happened while you were in the coma in the hospital, and you were doing everything that led up to that. Could we, be. Oh, you talk about Alan, how much that hospital point. level sucks. Well, we we can, but I I want to jump on what Alec is saying because it, in the levels, it's like this is the date, this is what you're doing, and it hops a couple of times as you go oh, through. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So for you to say like this is the experience that I got, I I was right there having the same oh, kind yeah. of uh, feelings it's, about it's it. Sort of like it's all a dream kind of thing. Well, and then of course we already. St- Big spoiler alert, because we're going to wreck this game uh, six ways from Sunday, but once you get to the second half of the game and you play as on the opposite side, you you kill the character, you kill Jacket, who you were uh, playing for the first half of the game. Uh, yep. 
that just even more like what is going on kind of thing. So is the story meant to make sense? I, I would argue that no. <laughs> There's times when it makes absolutely no sense. But the idea yeah, is that it's a put your character like, all characters are unreliable narrators except for Alex. I'm not a character in the game. But you're a character in real life. That's true. That's I felt like it was one of those cases where they made it purposefully vague. Like like the the story isn't to your point Daddy meant to make sense. It's meant to sort of tease out ideas that then you speculate on mm-hmm. and then create your own headcanon about what happened or what's happening. Oh, you didn't get the uh, secret ending then. I never secret get the secret ending. There is a there is a there is a story, but the characters are supposed to be like the characters' point of view and their interaction in the story is what's supposed to be like purposely like vague. There, like the 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 story is that there are there's like uh, they call it the, the Russo American Agreement. There's also notes apparently in your character's apartment, and um, there are people <laughs> who are trying to like kind of. Uh, like up he- uh, like like destroy this kind of agreement between Russia and America and they're doing so by uh creating these kind of like sleeper kind of not not quite sleeper agents but like these these people that receive like these these hidden um these secret messages to do these these horrible acts and doing so uh it, it it's like killing the Russian mafia and thus making it look like America doesn't like Russians and thus like disrupting the Russo-American agreement and uh, there are there are hidden masks you can uncover throughout levels. Yes, there are. Those are other agents who failed. They're usually on dead bodies. Oh. Okay. So there is like others. There is a story to it, but it's more about like your character being in a coma, getting killed by somebody else, and then all this other stuff. That is all because yeah, either it's a that character and his his arrangement into this this plan. And it kind of it kind of goes into the fact that this plan, your character is not special. Your character is just another kind of cog into the plan. So uh, the 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 person that you you that you later later play as biker is his Mm -hmm. name he's just somebody who's tired of being part of the plan and is trying to figure out what's going on and then when he figures it out just like well that kind of sucks and then leaves (laughs) he's kind of fun to play as too oh yeah but but he doesn't really get the the cool weapons doesn't he just have a a machete right yeah he's a machete and then a throwing knife but i i kind of found the limitations sort of a neat twist because it becomes almost more like a stealthy kind of thing rather than the kind of uh john wickian like run and gun and do cool stuff thing oh yeah so so the while the there is this this story about this 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 kind of group uh, this group that is creating these these agents to try to create chaos between the Russians and Americans, your characters are just kind of in the middle, and um, that's that. But on also there is like and like really there there all there is is like kind of notes here and there that kind of hint at the agreement. And then if you get all the secret letters at the end, you meet the, the people behind the group and they kind of just like kind of spit it in your face. Here's what's going on. So it's not really there as much unless you like, again, really look into the details of what's going on or like really pay attention to background stuff. But the other meta narrative is the fact that you're you have a choice to play this horrible game and you're choosing to do so. You are a terrible person. But thank you for purchasing. I had no choice. Yeah. It, it was homework. <laughs> in Hotline Miami 2, 
they decide to make it a split narrative between five different characters. And there is, they double, one of the character sets is a, a group of like teens who thought that this was an awesome idea. And just instead of being part of the group to murder the Russians, just decides to do it for fun. And that's like a, like a triple down, like, Hey, you, you fans of hotline Miami, here's what we think of you. You're all a bunch of teens who are just jerks. Just a couple of copycat killers. Is that what it's going for? Yes. And the whole point is that those characters are all super duper obnoxious and annoying. And like, that's like the point of that is like, they're kind of even doubling down and saying like, Hey, you weren't supposed to like us for disliking you. Now we're really going to make fun of you. I just didn't like Hotline Miami 2 as long as much because it starts out at this difficulty. Yes, it does. And it's and it's also like doubly long. Double like long? It's like 10 hours and I feel like Hotline Miami 1 hit a real sweet spot for me. No, we know how you feel about quick games, so. I do. Now, uh, one of the jokes we have here, uh, Getty has always implemented is that that video game homework is supposed to be a chore or supposed to be a punishment. I think Hotline Miami is a joy to play. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's also an exercise, like a good thought experiment about how you handle these puzzles, but also how you see the game as a whole. Getty, was this punishment? Yeah, you should feel bad for having played this. I mean, yes, but was it punishment to play it? Did you have fun with this? I had fun at times. There were some levels that definitely sucked. I definitely example, watched you play. I watched over your shoulder play half of it. Like for example, played. the ones that the hospital was. If you don't know exactly what you need to do and you're just futzing around, it sucks. Because it's more and stealth it, now. It, it, it slows down the tempo in a way that doesn't suit the gameplay well. It's the dizziness. That is the gripe with it because if you don't stop every couple of seconds that you're moving then your character will get dizzy and then it'll you'll freeze in place and you'll have to wait until you reset. So or get busted, yeah. And then trying to memorize the patterns of what's happening with the doctors and the security guards on the floor. It's manageable, but it's a far cry from the rest of the game. And then the last boss fight because <laughs> there's there's no. some luck in it. There's some luck in it. When you first get in there you have to grab the trophy so that you can attack the dogs once the cats they're like panthers i think they were supposed to be like panthers they're panthers something ridiculous but you can cheese them pretty effectively if you hide behind one of the statues because they won't come running directly after you they'll wait and stand there and not do anything so i'm not sure if that was a design flaw or the logic was you're standing behind the statue so they can't see you either way they're very fast so after that happens, the uh, samurai lady comes directly after you, so you have to get real lucky and hope that you're in the right position to throw the trophy to stun her, okay? So if you can accomplish this, then you are immediately fired upon. <laughs> yeah. So trying to figure out the perfect sweet spot for that fight, it took me... Uh, longer than i would have liked once i figured it out it wasn't as bad but that last guy he's not even the tough part it's everything leading up to him just pure jackassery there's a sense of it where you feel like you are kind of finding a really tight window 
to complete all those actions. Mm-hmm. But I I played it enough where I got the strategy of, okay, you down the Panthers, but you made sure when you down the Panthers, you've got enough distance between you yourself and the Samurai Lady where you could throw it quick enough, and then you try to time beating her stolen to the ground somewhere close to the statue <laughs> so when the main boss sense. starts gunning you can hide behind there and wait it out until he's reloading so it's it's a very multi-step process that's involved and if you did one thing wrong you're just like oh come on you i have gotta to go back again. and <laughs> start it again yeah yep. yeah, the, yeah what really got me with just having one thing wrong was he offs himself. He doesn't give you the satisfaction. But if you're standing next to him when he shoots himself, it shoots you too, and you still die and don't complete the level. That's just bad draw, man. You got some, <laughs> you got bad, some luck. bad luck, man. You rolled a one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'd never heard of that. That's ridiculous. No. Yeah, you're, you're amazing, Alec. I, I do what I can to find the best parts of video games. <laughs> I will also say that this soundtrack is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. It's on Spotify. And I and really, if you are working out, you're going for a run, you're going on a bike ride, you want to get amped up to, to get jammed up, he, the Hotline Miami soundtrack. Two isn't as mem- as memorable, but it's also like relatively decent. And, and again, same vibes. So I will say that one and two, both their soundtracks are really great. Okay, so now that we have all finished Hotline Miami. You have the what, next game already? No. Uh, I do have an Alex Game Machine, <laughs> but I'm still holding on to that. Um, the question is for all of you, what is the grade? What is the grade? Alec, give Hotline Miami a grade. Uh, a, you know, S through F. Well, I give it a solid B. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Getty. He'll, he'll take a B. Bs uh, get degrees, babies. I rate it on the higher B side. Granted, the soundtrack, very good. Uh, gameplay, you know, holds up. The level of violence, not really as much as uh, I wanted it to be. I, I, too much. As a matter of fact, I'd, I'd rather it wasn't as much. So, yeah, I'll give a B plus. Okay, that's fair. That's a fair point. I mean, technically, that should get a higher letter grade because that was the point, that you're not supposed to like the violence. Joel? S. S? Oh, Ooh. yeah. This, I got uh, one. I, uh, I had a conversation with Brock Damage Boost a long time ago about indie games. And just asking me about what to check. And what I told him then was that if you had a indie game Mount Rushmore, that this game would be on it. And and I still stand by that. It's it's one of it's not one of the oldest hits, but I think it's one of the most impactful indie games out there in older history. And I it also just informs a lot of what comes after it too. So uh, I I can't state enough how well produced game this is the music is incredible uh the gameplay is just quick and snappy and it's just it's such an easy game to recommend assuming that the person is an adult i will also say s there is a 
indie game, uh, you know, uh, it was Mount Rushmore. And I don't think that this would fit in the founders. But at the same time, if you're going for an indie game of the last 15 to 20 years, yeah. uh, you know, you get okay. Celeste, you get Hollow Knight, and you're throwing Jacket up there. You're throwing Jacket up there. He's going to be he's going to be up there loud and proud. That character, the game has always like the weirdest part is that that the, like Hotline Miami kind of skeeves me out in in a good way. Like it make like th- I do feel what the developers are telling you. I feel like a bad person playing this game, and that's that it, to me is successful in the message that it's there, and it also makes me so pow- like feel so John Wick powerful. And that's not good either. So, uh, I that's what I like about it. I like the fact that it's very multifaceted. It it throws a lot of emotion at me in in weird ways that I don't like. I never felt sad, but I definitely like felt like, oh, I don't know if I should be this excited, or I don't know if I should be this. You know, that kind of idea is good to me because I uh, it's weird to feel that in video games, and I think that more video games should try to make you feel emotions you don't normally feel. There's a thrill when you're playing through these levels, and success. uh, The victory feels really sweet, and it's it's that looking back and seeing the trail of bodies of just like, yeah, maybe I shouldn't like hyper violence this much. Yeah, and that's all. That that's that's very cool, and that's it's very fun. So this is an S game for me, definitely. I'm very glad that you guys enjoyed it. I'm really glad that I, I brought this to the table. And uh, you know, let's keep let's look let's look for Jack in some more games. He's around, man. He is around, doing his thing. Maybe let's watch Drive. I don't know. I no, heard that's not a great we don't rewatch. have to watch Drive. I heard it's not a great rewatch, so it's uh, not. Maybe Who's I'll just keep it then in my. Just, just don't. Drive. Who's in Drive? Oh, it's uh, Ryan, Ryan Gosling. Gosling. Ah, that's okay. kind of one of his early like vehicles. Hmm. Like, <laughs> that and, <laughs> wow. What was that other thing that he was in? The thing about the girl in the coma thing? Notebook. There you go. Hold on. I don't know. You, how did you get that out of girl in a coma? I'm married. Where was the coma? I've I've never seen the notebook. Where was the I, coma? Is, is that not a thing? <laughs> that that it is was... that is literally a perfect synopsis for that movie. <laughs> so she's in a coma. Okay, okay. So I understood that movie kind of. Not not. I mean not not really a coma, but no. may as well be. We're not ready. We're not going to ruin that movie, but. Jeez, that is it. not the right way to describe it at all. Okay. Good. Goodness gracious. One day the notebook will will grace my eyes and I will watch it. I, there's not like, anything against it. but No, no. Just, it's there, There's it's, nothing wrong with the movie. It's I'm just, sure. I don't know how you made that jump to it. <laughs> Joel like, just gets me, man. Joel I, speaks my language. I, I, I don't I heard Ryan Gosling and I heard... Uh, coma. Coma. And he, he said something like a rom-com. That, it was close enough. Yeah. Rom com. <laughs> okay, that's not the right word either, is wow. it? I, I don't know. No, there are some pretty no, funny parts in that drama. Movie. <laughs> I'm especially the coma. That was really I'm getting so upset right now. All right, well, uh, Joel, you are up on the video game homework. Give right. us a couple of weeks. No, and tell us now. What is it? What's another forty-five hour or tactical RPG I can assign? Hey, who finished that game? You did. I'm very <laughs> proud of you. I'm yeah, not. That proud. was awesome. <laughs> I am not proud of myself. Abraham. What is it? Uh, Steam World Quest. 
Steam World Quest. What about it? No, what was the pi- what was the one we uh, the the, the tactical? Uh, you think it, it's a short tactical game? No, it was. No, uh, we were talking about Codename Steam. Codename Steam. No, I know, but he you said what's another short tactical game, and I was saying, isn't Steam? No, World I said what's one? another forty-hour tactical game? Steam well, World I'm Dig. No, is not tactical, but that would. No, be what's the tactical Steam World? Is uh, that? I, I thought it was Steam World Quest. It might be. Yeah, I, I watched you play it the other day. Or was it Heist? Right, it was like Who two played? years ago. Heist was the. Uh, it was turn-based. Yeah, that's the one. Shooty shoot with your space pirates. No, there's yeah, another go. one though. What was Quest? I think, I think that was the card battler. Yeah, that's the card battler. It was a card battler. Yeah. yeah. So we want Steam World. Uh, the 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 one build. where you're the you want build. You want build. No, we're not so build. We want Steam the, World the, the, Quest the airship pirates. Gil- Gilgamesh is the card battler. There was Steam World Dig one and two, and Heist is the there you go. Uh, like worms. It's basically worms. Joel's assigning us Steam World Ooh, Heist. worms. All right, so, yeah, don't worry. I I will take some time to actually put some real thought into this choice, and we'll we'll talk about it when we get back. Perfect. Back from where? Oh, that'll take us to our last segment. One last thing, and this week's one last thing is brought to you by Alex and Joe go to Mexico next week. They're not really going to Mexico. They're going to... Greg Keeley's game centric Game Con 2023. What is it called? Can I still wear Draw like Mexico? What was it? Can you? I'll. I might pay you to wear a sombrero. <laughs> <laughs> Mildly offensive. Uh, Joel, was it summer's game? Summer Games Fest? What if it's good enough for Ryden, then it's good enough for me. Um, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Summer Games Fest, right? That's the name of the thing. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it is going on next when? No, Friday and Saturday is the play days. I know there's a presentation on Thursday, but uh, we will be down there in association with NWR, and we did the glom on to that and bring back some of the details to us here. So uh, look forward to that. I look forward to having a lot more social interaction than I've had in the last three years combined. So that'll be fun. But uh, yeah. I'm already, like, kind of creepily tracking down some of our guests and being like, hey, let's, let's hang out in person. Let's see what's going on. Hey, we have, a lot, we have a lot of people, like, guests that we've had on that I'm like, I've never actually met you. You were just on our show for a little bit. <laughs> now, on top of that, uh, Joel and I will be on uh, GiantBomb.com uh, Saturday at 9 p.m. Uh, for their... Uh, it used to be called E3 uh, After Dark, but now it's Summer Games Fest at night, uh, where we will be talking to Jeff Grubb, and we will be hanging out with the developers of Escape Academy. Yep. And what, what is the other one? Prima, oh, I don't know, Prima, man. Prima Games. Prima Games. The publishing... Uh, They're still around? Yeah. What are, what are the Prima Games, the guides, right? They're the guides. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. The, Prima ga- ga- uh, the guides say. people. So we will okay. be rubbing elbows with people that I hope to say, "Hey, can you give me another? Uh, give me some of these Final Fantasy guides, man. They're pretty cool." Hey, man, cool. you you shanghaied my. They're <laughs> worth money now. My one last thing here. Okay, hit me, Getty. You I'll stole you. it. Uh, all right, one last thing. My one last thing is that I I think I finally hit the threshold. I'm about seventy hours into One Piece Odyssey, not even halfway through the game. 
So, see you never. Alex? <laughs> uh, Street Fighter Six is preloaded, pre-installed, but has not unlocked yet, so I will continue power-washing the what, Seventh Heaven? Sure. The bar? The, from the bar from the TV show. In Midgar. No, this is the... Oh my god, I'm having, a, I'm having a rough rough evening. What is uh, the, the <laughs> Avalanche? <laughs> Avalanche's bar. Yeah, that's Tifa's seventh heaven. Yep. That's Tifa's seventh heaven. So I will be power washing the crap out of that place. That place is disgusting. Do can we tag Alex for that one too? What is, disgusting? Is the C word okay? Yeah, C word's okay. That wasn't on the list. Alright. There's the list. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't make it. I don't think we have I just a enforce list. it. <laughs> Joel. I bought Street Fighter 6. Yeah! I don't know why. <laughs> I have no hype for this game. I just I just feel like it's time for another Street Fighter. And I got it on sale for cheap-ish. So, here we go. I mean, of all the games, like, we're... Like we and our our friends from the gaming fix, we're there. We're gonna like we're already talking about like okay, we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna do trade off nights where one night we're gonna play uh, Street Fighter Six, the other night we're gonna go back to Guilty Gear Strive. So uh, make sure both are installed, Joel. Let's go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you sound so thrilled. I, I just, I, I I wish that game hooked me better. I, it just it's not grabbing me yet, and I don't know why. And you're good at it too. We're, we had a lot of fun playing Guilty Gear Strive, but yeah, for some reason, like I, I'm okay, like not playing it anymore. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> it's beautiful. You're so good at it. But I said Joel's good at it. I'm yeah. okay. Yeah. No. And Andre was bodying me a few times. It was it was unpleasant. <laughs> Alec, I'm playing some Yakuza. Now that I can actually dig into it. Like a dragon? Like a dragon. Like a dragon. Like a dragon. All right. I'm 70 minutes in. Woo! (laughs) Did you Uh, become as homeless yet? Not, no, not as homeless yet. Come on. I'm I'm going going out on a walk with the boss. It's, yeah. But it's not. You don't even get the whole map yet. Once you, okay, fine. Come back next week. I'll, I'll let you know when I have the whole map. Yeah. That's... I'll talk to you never. <laughs> <laughs> At this pace, probably. Boy, oh boy. Okay. Well, that'll be it for this week's episode of Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio or whatever thing Joel created this last week to supplement posting the episode. No, I, nobody else saw that. Oh, yeah. I created a fake account. <laughs> Creating a fake account implies that I did something. So, Twitter has this thing where you can either log in by, like, your email address and then password, or log in via Doodle. And one Uh time I accidentally logged in via Doodle, and then I posted our episode this week on on that instead of our normal Twitter site. So now we just got this random Mm GG Radio page. You didn't see this? Oh, Joel? Yeah. Joel, can I tell you something? Yeah. There's like three other those because I've done that okay. like several times, <laughs> like several times. <laughs> There's a couple of Super GG Radio t- Twitter accounts that aren't ours because I was like, ah, oh, crap, wrong account. Well, this is all awful. There's uh, also a reason why we have like three TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> and 
and you can find us at twitch.tv slash radio where we've been unbanned that's right <laughs> that was a weird wait that wait, was wait. a weird banning wait. we got so banned for something played, that happened in 2019 we played a game in 2019 i'm not going to tell you what it is because you should go back through our twitch stream from extra life i really doubt that you could find that anymore doesn't matter because isn't it on youtube Yes, it is on YouTube. So you go to our YouTube, you find Extra Life 2019, and find the game that got us banned from Twitch for three days. All right, so our if Twitch you, schedule... If you, if you, if you email uh, mail at SuperGGRadio with the game that got us banned, I will send you a copy of Street Fighter Six And $20. <laughs> Not $20. And a PlayStation six, $60. 5. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, guys, just be honest. Are we going to have a streaming schedule this next week? I'm not pretending. We, we know the answer to this. Alex, I'm looking at you. I can do yours. I'm actively going to try. I'm actively going to try. I, be- right. I was trying to do it this week. And so, then, yeah, the, the banning didn't come didn't come off until, like, Wednesday evening. And I was like, ah, oh, I'm not going to do this. So probably Monday, Alex is either going to go Super Saiyan or I'm going to make him power wash with me. Uh, Tuesday, we'll have some dope beats in Skater XL. And then yep. next Thursday, we might have a podcast. We'll maybe figure something out. Maybe not. There's well, a lot of cards uh, still need to be Joel played. Joel and I here. will definitely be out. So Yeah, those guys will be in Mexico. So If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com and provide us a review on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. Thanks for listening, and good game, Alex. GG Getty. Good game, Joel. Goodbye. <laughs> Good game, Alec. GG. Goodbye? <laughs> <laughs>